Hello and welcome to Anna with Joanne's English podcast with me, Anna Connolly, where I talk about lots of different things in English. I'm an English teacher, I'm from the UK and I live in Madrid. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, I would love you to and you can on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iVox and others. And if you want to check out more of my free content, you can find me on Instagram at Anna2EnsEnglish. But before we get started with today's episode, let's have some nice samba music, please. Another one about phrasal verbs. I know you love phrasal verbs. So let's have a look at four phrasal verbs with down that you probably don't use. Maybe you've never heard these ones before. But I have selected these. I have curated these phrasal verbs. Some of these are things that have come up in my classes or in my head. And I think, oh, I really want to talk about those ones. Now, down as a preposition when used with phrasal verbs can mean several things, but today we're going to focus on the meaning of reducing. That is one of the meanings of using the preposition down with phrasal verbs, reducing. So we're going to have a look at that in a few different contexts. Again, phrasal verbs are great because they make you sound more natural. As I said, these are some that are maybe a little bit more unusual that maybe you don't use, but they're ones that are quite common, especially in a business context, because that's what I'm focused on, helping you understand business in English or English business or whatever. Because this is the common thing that students say to me. They're like, I don't understand what anybody is saying in the meetings. So this is why it's important to learn what some of these common business phrasal verbs mean. Understand them before you can use them. That is the message. So let's have a look at what about when we want to reduce the strength of something in a figurative way. So this is our first phrasal verb. To make something more subtle. Well, in English, we might say to well, we would say, I don't know, we might. We would say to tone something down. Reducir el tono. Quite straightforward, okay? To tone something down. I'm going to give you a really clear example. Um, a student sent me some homework um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was an email exercise. Homework was great, but the emails were just, too direct they were too abrasive like what so a really good way or a piece of feedback that I might give to that student is to say you need to tone down these emails they're too direct they're too aggressive like I read the emails and I was like oh my god this guy wants to punch me So we have to tone things down. Now, when we're talking about toning something down, normally it's because it is too forceful or too offensive. So for example, maybe you might have to tone down your language in the office. 
okay when we're outside and you know we're with our friends we say whatever we want we're a little bit more relaxed uh, maybe we swear a little bit more but in the office you kind of have to tone down your language a little bit somebody might tell you mm, I think we need to tone down the wording of this email because at the moment it sounds a little bit too direct a little bit too forward a little bit too aggressive and I guess you could relate this also to this kind of thing about political correctness and toning down your language so that you're not offensive to people, blah, blah, blah. But that's, well, that's another subject altogether. Let's not, let's not get into that now. So to tone something down, reducir el tono, which means, oh, that was very bad, but there you go, um, means to make something more subtle or to make an emotion of being of anger, for example, uh, a little bit softer. Now, the next one is about reducing the size of something, particularly when we're talking about a list or a pool of something. Now, remember, a pool of something in this context is not, it's nothing to do with piscina, it's to do with a group. A pool of candidates, for example, is a group of candidates. A pool of something, a group. I love this one. This is like my favorite one of the whole four. I should have done it last because it's my favorite. Um, but we use the phrasal verb whittle down, to whittle something down. We whittled down the list to four people. We reduced the list to four people. We started with 10 people, but we whittled down the list to four people. Now, whittle, I'm going to spell it for you because you might be thinking, whittle, W-H-I-T-T-L-E to whittle something down. Oh, I just love it. I just love the way it sounds. It's very British, okay, I think. It's a very British phrasal verb, whittle down. And imagine if we have um, another situation at work in business, maybe you have a number of options, okay, and you have to whittle down the options to get to a short list. Okay, you've got many different ideas, many different options that you can take or avenues that you can take, but you need to whittle down your options until you've got a couple of concrete things that you can work on. Another common time we might use this is, let's say, for example, you're in the recruitment process. I teach a lot of people in HR. Maybe you work in HR. Um, imagine you've got a group of candidates, a pool of candidates, to quote the one that I said before. You have to whittle down those candidates until you get a short list. A short, short list is uh, lista de seleccionados, I think, or something like this. So to whittle something down is to reduce the size of something. Normally, but not always, a list or a group. To reduce the size of a group to a smaller group. To whittle something down. However, you may hear it in the context of whittle down, meaning reduce. For example, some, some sentences I saw were, the company is trying to whittle down our salaries. So this is not necessarily making a group size smaller, but it is reducing something so it still follows that same pattern whittle down oh I love that one what about when we want to reduce the importance of something so this is often in the context of people who are in maybe or organizations who are in authority and they're trying to take the focus away from perhaps something they did um, maybe they're kind of shifting responsibility or blame and they don't want to highlight perhaps the importance of something, specifically if it's something they've done wrong. 
So in English, we would say to play something down, which means to minimize or reduce, coming back to that word again, reduce, the significance of something, making something seem less important than in fact it is. So again, this is often used in that context of, oh, well, it wasn't that bad, and actually it was terrible. So you're, you're playing it down a little bit. Let's say, for example, you were um, you were meeting a client, for example, and something went really, really wrong. Okay, let's say you were doing a, an, a software project, for example. Something went really, really wrong, okay? You might want to play down a little bit your kind of in, well, the outcome of that. Let's say something went wrong, but in the end, it turned out fine, okay? It, it, it turned out fine. You might play it down a little bit. You might say, well, we had a couple of issues, but, um, you know, everything's sorted now. And in your head, you're thinking, oh my God, it was a complete disaster. But don't say that. Let's play it down a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, not worry them uh, because everything turned out fine in the end. Again, coming back to this idea of groups of authority, um, the government are trying to play down their involvement in the issue. So let's imagine the government or our government was involved in something that didn't again go to plan. And now they're trying to say, oh, well, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really our fault. You know, we did the best that we could. So you're trying to play it down. You're trying to reduce the importance of your involvement. Perhaps another example might be to play down the risk of something, especially on a project. But yeah, yeah, don't worry. It's it's fine, no problem, you know, it's all good. People might play down the risk of something because maybe they want you to do something. They don't want you to think about all of the risks because that's not in their best interest. So again, this one has got a really kind of dark kind of side to it. To play something down is not really a good thing, although perhaps it is a necessary tool sometimes in order to manage a reaction of somebody. So I don't know, I'll leave that with, with you. What do you think? Do you think it's good to play things down, especially in the client relationship or in the, um, you know, I don't know, government public relationship? I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a tricky one. Anyway, again, it's about reducing. To play something down, reduce the importance of something. Now the final one today which I really really like and I don't hear people use this one at all. This is about when we want to reduce something to a reason or factor or reasons or factors for both negative and in both a negative and a positive way. Attributing the cause for something to a specific factor or factors. For example, well, I need to give you the phrase of why, I'm sorry. <laughs> In this case, we would say to put something down to something. Let me give you an example. Let's say um, we were discussing a project and I said, well, the project failed. And I might say, well, I put it down to poor communication. I put it down to poor communication and poor budget management. I put it down to, meaning I'm reducing all of the reasons and factors and I'm saying that the reason the project failed was that there was poor communication and bad budget management. I put it down to poor communication and budget management. 
This could also be used as well in like a health context. Let's say I go to the doctor and um, I said, I'm really ill. I was ill recently, actually, and I, I went to the doctor. And well, the doctor put it down to um, a common cold. And I think I put it down to a little bit of stress and perhaps overworking. So the reason why I was ill was perhaps a little bit of overworking, a little bit of stress. My immune system was low and I got ill. Normal, it makes sense. A successful, a successful company. Normally, a lot of people would say a successful company can be put down to the people that work there because after all, companies are run by people and also the quality of the service or the product that you're providing if it's a good product and a good service, people are going to come back for more and it's going to be a successful business that has profit. What about a successful person? What can we put that down to? What's the main reason or cause? Can we put it down to hard work or can we put it down to luck? This is the million dollar question. I often have this debate with my students and I really like it because I kind of have a specific view on this. What do you think? A successful person, can we put it down to luck or hard work? A lot of my students think it's a combination, which would make sense. A lot of everything in life is like a combination, right? It's like a balance between everything. There's very few things that are black and white. In fact, I would argue that nothing is black and white. However, I'm more on the side of hard work. And I think I've realized that more as I've gotten older, even though we might like to think that we can put things down to luck. Actually, the reason that you're in a certain place or a certain time is because of the work that you've put in or the effort that you have made. Indirectly, you know, For example, I'm doing this podcast right now because years ago I decided that I wanted to change my job. I wanted to move to Spain. I found a job doing teaching. So all of these things, all of this line has led me right to this very point today where I'm sitting here and recording this podcast. So I wouldn't say that I got this podcast or I'm doing this podcast because of luck or I wouldn't put it down to luck. I just put it down to work and the things that I've done over my time, the accumulation of all these different choices and decisions that I've made. But on the other hand, a lot of my students would argue, but yes, there are some external factors that you cannot control, that element of luck or fate. So it's really interesting because you sort of think, well, maybe it is luck, but maybe it's actually just the way that you react to a situation that means you do well or not. It's really interesting. It's it's a rabbit hole, okay? (laughs) A rabbit hole basically means it's like, uh, well, you can keep talking about it for ages. There's so many different possibilities or or answers. It's a bit of a rabbit hole. What do you think? Let me know. I'd love to know um, what you guys think. So let's wrap up. I've breached the 15-minute mark. Four phrasal verbs are down that you probably don't use, that you can use now or at least understand, because remember, understanding is the most important thing, to tone something down, to reduce the strength of something in a figurative way, to whittle something down, which means to reduce the size of something, particularly if it's a list or a pool of something, to play something down, which is to reduce the importance of something, And finally, to put something down to something, which is to reduce all of the reasons or factors to one specific main reason or factor or factors.
sorry, that wasn't very eloquently put, but attributing the cause for something to a specific number of factors or a factor. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you love the podcast and you like this, this subject or topic, then make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite favorite platform. I'm on all of the big ones, all of the main ones. And don't forget that you can find me on Instagram for more free business English content. And you can find me at Anna2EnsEnglish. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and it's useful. You can go out there and use some of these phrasal verbs in real life at work. And I will be back for another episode very, very soon. Bye-bye.